Oh, hey, <laughs> this is a really bad audio. I promise the rest of the episode won't be like this. I just grabbed my phone and wanted to record a little something something before we got started with today's episode. I've been getting many questions about Bel Campo, a meat company that I promoted in 2020. Um, and so I just wanted to clear the air and tell you what I know and a lot of what I don't know um, so that you guys know kind of what's going on. So Bel Campo is a brand that I promoted uh, around October 2020 to December 2020. They were a meat company that I was actively personally using. I spoke with many of the people on the team. I really liked what they had put together. Um, I did my research on them at the time. Everyone spoke very highly of them and it looked like they really had their stuff together. And so I started promoting them. I take about three to six months before I start actively sharing a product um, just so that I can really fall in love with it or not um, before I start sharing it. And so after I'd done that, I started sharing it with you guys. And many of you have told me just how much you loved Belcampo, how different it was to other options like ButcherBox and such. And we were all really happy until around May of 2021, where there was a, I believe there was a butcher that said that they were getting products not from the Belcampo farm and that they were labeling them as much cleaner than they actually were and making far more money on really poor quality. And so at that time, I chatted with the Belcampo team. They assured me that it was an isolated incident, that it was only one butcher shop, and it wasn't due to some a decision that they had made. Um, and more and more people were talking, saying that it wasn't an isolated incident. And at this point, I hadn't been working with them for about six months. And so it really wasn't I was very thankful that they weren't an active partner of the show. And so I, yeah, I just told you guys what I knew at that point. I, I do know that Anya Fernald, who was a representative of the company at that point, um, posted an apology video saying that they were going to do better. Now, fast forward to around this time which is October 2021, I've started getting messages uh, about the eater.com article. If you haven't read it, and you're curious about all the drama behind this, I highly encourage you to do so. If you go to Belcampo, they're selling off the rest of their stuff. They're no longer selling products online. I believe all their restaurants are closed. And it's a whole thing. And so I went back to Anya Fernald's Instagram and the apology video was gone. All of her Belcampo references have been removed. And she said, that she hasn't been actively um, in the business since December, which just seems a little strange. So yeah, here we are. I was removed, all affiliates and all partners were removed as of October 1st. They sent out a generic email just saying that they were going to refresh their affiliate program. And at that time, I have not made affiliate revenue from Belcampo. They never set it up. I never received any compensation affiliate wise uh, with our partnership. As always, you know, I try to be as transparent with these things. And ugh, this is one of those situations that I wish never had happened. But after I got removed October 1st, I sent them an email, it bounced back, I sent an email to my contacts, and it all bounced back. Um, so I've been totally ghosted. I have zero answers. I'm disappointed. I'm discouraged. I'm embarrassed. I really do work very, very hard on making sure that you guys get the best from me. I take it very seriously. Uh, when I was first introduced to blogging, before I even had a blog, I 
grabbed a recommendation from a blogger. She was a vegan blogger and she said, get this mixed fruit mixture. It's so great. And I bought it without looking the ingredients and I got home and I made a smoothie and I'm like, oh, this thing is gross. It tastes like pure sugar. Yeah, sure enough. The first ingredient was sugar. And I stopped following that woman. I still do not follow her to this day because I was just so disappointed that I wasted my money. And so uh, I think it's one thing to know about the company and actively promote it anyways. You know, I've had uh, things in the past where I've worked with a company, they've started going a little bit sideways. And I say this is no longer working, like we need to cancel the partnership immediately. And so I've had to do that multiple times in the past, I have no problem doing that. It's definitely something that's very important to me. And uh, this was not the case with Belcampo because I was not working with them at the time of uh, the whole situation. And so here we are. The eater.com article goes through more information if you want to read it. Otherwise, the summary is doesn't look like an isolated incident. Sounds like multiple restaurants and butcher shops were affected. Does not sound like the online orders were affected by this. That when you ordered online, you received products from Belcampo directly. Although the last Belcampo order that I received would have been around, I would say, June, July. And when I opened those packages up, the meat was completely different. Just my personal, like it was packaged differently. I didn't notice a difference in taste, but I definitely noticed a difference in packaging. And I found that to be strange. And so I was planning on ordering another because I do order large amounts. At one time, I was planning to order another. And if it was an issue, I was going to reach out. But that will never happen because they are no longer. Anyways, um, this is all to say, I'm sorry, I am so incredibly sorry that this happened, that one of the brands that I promoted are having these allegations. I hope over time we're given more information and I just, I wanted to jump on here quickly. I know it's been six minutes. Oh my goodness, blah, blah. All to say, I take this very seriously. I take my recommendations really seriously. I do so much research. I try these brands out for months. You know, I've had multiple brands say, we're not interested. You're taking too long with this product. We really need to know if you like it. And I'm like, well, then that's it because I really need to try this product for as long as it takes for me to really determine how it works, whether or not I recommend it. And whether or not I think that my community would benefit from this, and it gives me a chance to get to know the company also. And so this was one of those times where either I was lied to, or people that were talking to me didn't know the full story. And I, I hope that's the case. But the more information that I get, the more that seeming like it's not the case. So here we go onward and upward. And again, um, I apologize for all of this and I, I wish I had more answers, but this is all the answers that I have and it's just a bunch of questions. So with that, I will cut over to today's recording and I hope you enjoy it. Well, hello, friend. It's episode 340 of the Keto Diet Podcast. And today we're chatting about the thyroid. This is so important that y'all really understand how the thyroid works, the role of thyroid in your overall health, the role of insulin in thyroid health, why weight loss is impossible without optimized thyroid function. And then I really want you to walk away from today's episode, understanding the difference between T3, T4, TSH, and understanding each and their role, the difference between Hashimoto, 
Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, all the aspects of that. If you listened to episode 326 with my friend Michael Rutherford, you're going to definitely want to listen to this episode today. And if you love today's episode, I would highly recommend going back and listening to episode 326. So our guest today is... Amy Horneman. She's a DCN, MSN, CFMP, who's a leading certified functional medicine expert on the mission to optimize thyroid patients around the world and give them their lives back using scientific elements of nutrition and functional medicine. After her own experience of insufferable symptoms, misdiagnoses, and improper treatment, Amy set out to help others who she knew were going through the same set of frustrations and who were on the same medical roller coaster. She consults people around the world via telehealth virtual appointments, beginning with an in-depth 90-minute consultation addressing everything from lab values to nutrition to lifestyle. She specializes in clinically investigating underlying factors of chronic disease, and customizing health programs for thyroid issues, autoimmune conditions, hormone dysfunctions, digestive disorders, and brain problems. With a focus on optimizing thyroid function and thus optimizing her patients, Amy looks at each person as a unique individual and not just a lab value. She examines all factors that tie into thyroid dysfunction and thyroid symptoms and treats the person from top to bottom to give them their lives back. Oh, isn't that just the best bio ever? Makes me want to show. Woo, woo, woo. You go, girl. Oh, so good. I love the information that she's sharing today. Let's just get to today's episode. Hey, okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you, Leanne, for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Last time we tried to connect, the internet was down, schedules were a mess, but here you are. Here we are. Yay. I just introduced you formally, all fancy, but in your own words, who are you? What do you do? What do you love? Tell us. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Amy, the thyroid fixer, and I'm just here to help people. I love talking. I love these kind of conversations. I love giving information, love, love, love educating people. Like, I mean, that is my passion is just educate people so they know what's going on with their body, that they don't have to suffer. They don't have to live however they're living with weight gain, fatigue, whatever the symptoms are that we'll dive into. But really, I mean, that's, that's my passion. And that's awesome. And did you always enjoy educating people specifically about thyroid fixing or where did that kind of come in and how did that come about? Yeah. So that's, you know, I think anyone in this space who specializes, we all have a pain to purpose story, right? So I was always into nutrition. 
And way back, I mean, we're going back 20, 25 years. I was into nutrition because I was competing. So I was doing MPC fitness figure competitions. So for those who don't know, you have to diet down. You have to push your body to the limits. And I was not born a skinny mini. We have diabetes in my family. We have obesity in my family. So I would always have to work my butt off to get into show shape, to step on stage in a bikini and be judged by the panel of judges. So you really had to work hard. Your diet was strict. You were going to the gym a couple times a day. And I had done this multiple times, multiple times. I had a coach, so I didn't rely on myself guessing what I should do, what I shouldn't do. So he was looking at me. He's like, no, you're on track. You're on track. You're fine. And even just based on all the other shows I've done in the past, I knew how my body was supposed to respond and what the process would be. Well, there was one show where the scale kept going up and up and up. And it was like 20 plus pounds before I just stopped weighing myself because I was so frustrated. It didn't make any sense. Biologically, it made zero sense. I was eating salmon and cod and chicken and broccoli and asparagus and going to the gym a couple of times a day. So knowing my body and knowing that this isn't right and something's up, I went to a doctor and actually started with my sister, who's actually, who's a DO. And she's like, no, you're fine. Everything's fine. Your labs are fine. Now, looking back, I have no idea what labs were taken back then, because just like many of our listeners, you're not supposed to know. You're supposed to be able to go to your doctor and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. And I was fatigued and I was losing my hair. And I would go and trust that I was getting the right testing done. Because when you go with a list of symptoms, you hope that your doctor is going to be like, oh, that's not right. Let's look into this a little bit more, right? So after six other misdiagnoses, being told to eat less and exercise more, which I just said, I was eating less and exercising more, and I probably couldn't do any more, or I would be dead. And getting told that, well, you're normal, quote unquote, everything's fine. You're just getting older. I was like 23, maybe. And then one doctor actually showed me a BMI chart. I remember leaving that office and crying in my car because I just wanted an answer. I just wanted an answer. So by doctor number seven, I was actually diagnosed. So I got that hypothyroid diagnosis. I was like, woo, yeah, now I'm getting a pill. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to feel better. Five months later, nothing. Because I was put on Levo, T4. And five months later, no change. Not one pound. Not one single pound off the scale. So of course, I do my research. Now, I don't even remember. I think I had like a gateway computer back then. <laughs> like It wasn't easy to do research back then, but you start researching what you can. And I went back to this doctor and I was like, you know, there's this thing that's called T3 and turns out it works really well with T4. And can we do that? She goes, no, I don't do that. I go, well, I'm going to find somebody who does. And back then it wasn't really called functional, although I call him a functional medicine practitioner, but he was integrative, holistic, whatever you want to term him was my savior. I kept hearing his name. And by the third time, I'm like, you know, I got to go see this guy. And I went and he tested properly, treated properly, changed my life. Also diagnosed the PCOS just by looking at me. He's like, oh yeah, you, you got PCOS too. He's like, we can test, but I'm going to tell you, you got some PCOS going on there. So, I mean, he just, he changed my world. And from that point on, I knew the frustration that I just went through, not acceptable. And that changed my 
career trajectory too, because then I went down the functional medicine path and got certified and became a doctor of clinical nutrition. And then here I am now I'm in the thyroid space because it's so prevalent and it is so misdiagnosed, undiagnosed, mistreated, undertreated. It's just, it's crazy. Keto flu, impossible fasting symptoms that stop you mid-fast, cravings at any hour of the day, or feeling off after a sweaty workout, these are some of the signs that you're low in electrolytes. When I first started keto, I made all of the mistakes. One of the biggest ones was not supplementing with electrolytes. And still, seven years into keto, I often forget how essential electrolytes are. Honestly, it's easy to forget to take electrolytes because, well, a lot of them don't taste very good or work very well. Enter Element, the most delicious, well-balanced electrolyte powder I've personally tried, like ever. Add to water and enjoy any time of day. These electrolytes are salty, as they should be, quenching your thirst and hitting the spot. And the best part, when you head to drinklmnt.com slash KDP, you'll receive a free Element sample pack. You only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack includes eight packets of Element that includes two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash KDP for your free sample pack. I love Element and I really think you're going to too. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash KDP to get your free sample pack. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5, no questions asked. Those are all the trigger words that one would use. (laughs) Mistreated, undiagnosed. When you're sharing your story, the frustration and helplessness that you must have felt, I think that so many women listening can relate to this of just amazing that you kept going to doctors because a lot of people would have been like, I'm crazy. Like there's a gaslighting experience happening of like, maybe I'm insane. Maybe I am getting old. Maybe there's nothing wrong with me. Maybe I am normal. And I think so many of us just give up because there's no other answer and good on you for persevering. And now you are helping others, hopefully not have to see seven doctors (laughs) or nine or 12 until they, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of frustration. And that's the thing you're rightly on. I mean, how many people would stop at number one, number two, maybe even number three and go, you know what? I just saw three and they all said I was fine. It's gotta be me. You're right. It's medical gaslighting. That's a perfect term for it. And do you think like I'm starting to understand and kind of see this divide between clinical care, which is what doctors, you know, allopathic doctors provide and the subclinical world, which is what the work that we're doing, you know, we look at patterns and we start to understand our clients on a very deep level to the point where we don't want them to get clinical, but these people are going in to clinical care providers with a subclinical problem. And the care providers are like, you're not in a disease state. You're fine. And I don't blame them because that's how they've been trained. But I think our world doesn't understand that many of these things are subclinical and they're going to the wrong people for the problems that they're having. Would you agree with that? Exactly. And when we look at conventional medicine, 
and you going to your PCP, your family doctor, your OBGYN, you have to remember that those people are under control of the insurance company. They have five to seven minutes to spend with you. They do not have time to look at your labs and see if, like you said, is it subclinical? Is it normal, but it's in the bottom end of normal? What about if we piece all of these labs together? What picture does that paint for the person? Oh, and then actually ask the person how they feel and pair up their symptoms with the labs. No, they have time to scroll down your labs. They're looking for the H, the L, that little red highlight, and then maybe they'll stop. And even then, honestly, I've seen people get passed through the medical system, even when their labs are screaming. And I go, were you not told X, Y, Z? They go, no. I'm like, well, it's right here. This could have been addressed a year ago. It's right here. And I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, that's where functional medicine, integrative care comes in is because we care and we spend time with you and we're not under the clock of, okay, five minutes, you got to move on to the next room and the next patient. Yeah, I know. I just took on a new client and I spent three hours reviewing her history. And like, she had a very complicated case. And I'm like, I doubt that there has been anyone who has spent this much time on her file. Like they just don't have the time and they're not going to see the patterns that we would see spending that much time. So you mentioned T3, T4, a couple of things that people might not be aware of. Thyroid, let's just back it up a step and kind of talk about like, what's the role of thyroid for our overall health? And you mentioned a couple of symptoms that you were describing, but how does somebody know that the thyroid could be an issue for them? Yeah. So the thyroid is the master gland. It controls everything. So your metabolism, your energy, your sex hormones, your adrenal glands, your pancreas and insulin production, it controls everything. So what we see, even when the thyroid gets a little bit wonky, is a little bit subclinical or Hashimoto's, the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism, begins. I'll get into an analogy with that in a second. But what we see is weight gain, inability to lose weight, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, hair loss, extreme fatigue, insomnia, anxiety, depression, frozen shoulder, excess pain, increased allergy reactions, hives, uticaria. I mean, the list goes constipation. The list goes on and on and on because if you think of hypo, hypo is slow. Hypo is low and slow. So everything in your body slows down. Your metabolism slows down. Your hair growth slows down. Your mood slows. Your digestion slows. Everything slows down to a halt. And that's why you feel just blah. And with Hashimoto's, like I said, that's the autoimmune form. If anyone's thinking, well, what does that mean? I like using the analogy of soldiers. So you have this little group of soldiers in your body that they're just confused. They're working against you. They're going out and literally attacking your thyroid gland because they think it's an invader. They don't know any better. And those soldiers will go out on a regular basis and just beat up your thyroid. Now, if you think about it, If somebody beat you up every day, you probably wouldn't function your best. Like you wouldn't be the best worker. You wouldn't be the best mom. You wouldn't be the best spouse. You'd be tired. You'd be on the couch. You'd be like, well, people keep beating me up every day here. That is your thyroid gland. It gets beat up by those soldiers daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and it just doesn't work anymore. And that's where we see the Hashimoto component of hypothyroidism. Now with Hashi, 95%. 95% 95% of all hypothyroid cases 
is Hashimoto's. It's the autoimmune form. Now, what we see in that other like 5%, we can see inflammation, heavy metal toxicity, sometimes co-infections like Epstein-Barr, although EBV is tied to Hashi as well. So there you know, radiation, chemo, certain drugs that can shut down the thyroid. People who have done extreme dieting, like HCG diet, 500 calories a day, that can shut down the thyroid as well. So there are those cases of hypothyroidism where it has occurred without the autoimmune component, but most of the time it is autoimmune. Isn't that amazing? Like just the thyroid is so important and it's like you were saying, it's so underdiagnosed. Why do you think that is? If we have the highs and lows of what we should be looking at thyroid, for example, if you hear this episode and you go to your doctor and you're like, I think there's something wrong with my thyroid. Chances are they might run your TSH and maybe your T4, maybe. (laughs) And Yeah. So why aren't we catching this? Are we using the wrong levels? Are we looking for the wrong things? What's going on here? You know, that's the million dollar question. I, (laughs) I, it just is. I wish I had the answer as to why conventional medicine doesn't go deeper. And I was actually speaking to a group of integrative medicine practitioners a few years ago, and I was talking to them about the different tests that we really need to run to get a full picture of the thyroid. And then beyond that, treating the thyroid and getting out of the synthroid box, as I call it. And I asked the question, why, if you guys are integrative and you're supposed to think outside the box, why is it, let's say with treatment, if someone is depressed, you'll give them an antidepressant. And then if that doesn't work, you'll give them another one. If that doesn't work, you'll give them another one. Then you'll tag on an anti-anxiety. You'll give them two or three. But with thyroid, you give them one med. And then if they don't feel good, oh, well, too bad, so sad, sorry. And the one doc raises his hand goes, that's all we've learned. So if that's what they're teaching, it goes back to the med school. It goes back to what they're learning. And I don't know if you, I can't remember whether you interviewed Dr. Brownstein ever, but I heard him speak and he said he is the iodine genius. And when he tells his story, he refers to a professor of his in med school that said the day they graduated, he said in, I want to say in three years, 50% of what you learned here will be obsolete. So that you have to keep learning. You have to keep digging. And with the thyroid gland being the master, we should start there with everything. Diabetes, start with thyroid. Oh, high cholesterol, thyroid. High blood pressure, thyroid. Fix that. And you would be amazed at how many disease states can be treated or eradicated and not band-aided with antidepressants, statins, blood pressure medications, sleeping pills, on and on and on. Isn't that just incredible? Like, and I was chatting with a friend the other day about liver health, gut health, and she's has a bunch of hypothyroid symptoms. And I just asked her like, let's take a look at your labs and look at the function of your liver. Turns out she's not creating a lot of bile. There's clearly some liver stuff needing to be supported there. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is we need the liver and the gut to be in pretty good shape in order to convert the T4 to T3. And that's not even talked about. But I think the biggest thing is that, and what you're saying is it's not just one thing. And when these doctors don't, you know, they're not educated 
on what to do in these circumstances, we're going to the wrong person for the wrong thing. That's so frustrating. And so you chatted a little bit, you mentioned blood sugar. Would that be involved with insulin? Like what's going on with blood sugar, insulin, thyroid? Can you tell us what's happening there? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I see in my hypothyroid patients, I see insulin resistance and blood sugar dysregulation in about, I would easily go 98, 99%. It's very, very rare that I don't see some form of blood sugar dysregulation. Sometimes I'll see reactive hypoglycemia where people will have glucose up 50, but most of the time the insulin is way, way, way high. You know, 15, 18, 22, 24. A1C is way above a five. 5.1, which is where I like it. I see A1Cs at you know 5.6 to 6.5. And then in the glucose, which I mean, we look at, but we know that that can lie. So I really like relying on insulin and A1C for the insulin resistant picture. But oh my gosh, we see it all the time. And I always say that there's a triangle. There's the thyroid insulin cholesterol triangle, because a lot of my patients will come to with high cholesterol and they go, my doctor wants to put me on a statin. What about, oh, my cholesterol's flagged. And I go, well, okay, we're treating your thyroid and you have insulin resistance over here. And we know that red meat and eggs don't raise your cholesterol. So if we actually bring down your insulin and treat this and we're treating your thyroid at the same time, guess what? Your cholesterol is going to look really pretty in a short amount of time. So it's just so connected. It's so beautifully and fascinatingly connected. I love it. But yeah, insulin is a big one. So I like to do the both and. You treat the thyroid and you treat the insulin with diet and supplements. So you're doing both at the same time and then everything acts and reacts together. Something that you just mentioned too made me think of people that just like when you were talking about, you were like, yay, I'm hypothyroid. I'm going to go on a medication and it's going to be great. And when you're talking about supplementing and supporting certain areas, I think a lot of people expect to take these supplements to do this diet for a week. And then they get impatient because their levels haven't changed. Things aren't happening. What's a realistic expectation as we work through insulin, thyroid, seeing that cascade through our cholesterol and other markers, liver health, all these things? So happy you brought that up because I know my patients are going to listen to this and they need to hear it multiple times because I say this multiple times. Progress is not linear when you have a thyroid problem. So you're starting off, especially if you're, you've been undiagnosed for years, you've been mistreated for years. No one has looked at all the underlying causes that are driving your thyroid to go wacky. No one's treating anything at all. So you are literally starting at the bottom of a hole. So when we start to fix these things, okay, you start to climb out of that hole, but it takes a while before you even see light. And then you start climbing a little bit more and then you get to the top of the hole. And then you get to come out and enjoy the life and the sunlight and all that good stuff. Realistic expectations, usually one to two months to really start seeing those changes occur. So I'll get texts from patients going, they'll be on month one or two. They'll go, I only lost two pounds this month. I go, only? What were you doing last month? Oh, I was gaining. I'm like, yeah. So the fact that you lost two pounds and you're hypo and we just started with you, you should be selling, you should be doing a happy dance in your living room right now. Not texting me that you only lost two pounds with a sad face. So yeah, you have to be patient. You have to be patient when you're treating thyroid and insulin and making all these changes because it takes a while to get that fire going again, to get your body revved up again. 
Yeah. I love that whole analogy. That is fantastic. Like you can't expect. And I think that's too, you know, celebrating really understanding and remembering where you were a couple of weeks ago, how things were going before you started working on it. I think it's really easy to start comparing yourself to either your practitioner or your friends who have been doing it longer and all those things we can start to get kind of negative around the progress and give up. Doesn't it hurt when you're working with a client and you know that they just need X, Y, Z. And they're like, this isn't working for me. I'm out. And it's like, you just hold on a little bit longer. I know. I know. I know. We've all been there as practitioners. We've all been there, but you know, people have to want to change too. I have a mindset component to my program. And I recently incorporated that in about in the last six to nine months. And it's helped so much because a lot of times people have that underlying subconscious belief that they're never going to get better. Especially if you have been misdiagnosed multiple times, if that's been driven into your subconscious that you're normal, you're fine. You're just getting older. You're normal. You're fine. You're just getting older, it's in your head, it's in your head. Then you start going like, well, maybe I won't ever get better. Maybe I have to just learn to deal with it. Maybe I am just getting older. And it's almost a self-sabotage that occurs. I don't know if you see that with your clients, but a lot of them will self-sabotage. A while back, we received a question on the podcast about keto bars and how easy it is to eat two, three, or four bars in one sitting. Now, I've thought a lot about this like for quite a while, and I too struggled with it to the point where I couldn't have keto bars in the house because I would eat far too many in place of preparing like a proper balanced keto meal. There's some days where a take along with you bar is convenient and at times absolutely necessary. So I started looking for an alternative, something more balanced and a bar that would deliver nutrients, not just a balance of macros where my body would be satiated by one and not in search of more and more and more. Like I think one time I had six keto bars in one sitting and I didn't feel so good after. And then I found that very bar. So here are the ingredients in the new bar that I'm now eating only one of at at each sitting. Organic cashew butter, organic tapioca fiber syrup, 100% grass-fed bone broth protein, organic dried apples, organic dates, organic pumpkin seeds, organic superfood blend, which includes organic kale, organic broccoli, organic spinach, organic acerola, organic wild blueberry, organic spirulina, organic ginger, organic turmeric, organic sunflower lecithin, organic cinnamon, organic flavors, Himalayan pink sea salt, organic rosemary extract, and monk fruit extract. Now this is made with certified organic, if you didn't catch that, organic, (laughs) antioxidant-rich superfoods, cold-pressed, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, non-GMO, contains healthy proteins, fats, and vital nutrients, no added sugars, artificial sweeteners, or sugar alcohols. It's very low in natural sugars at four grams or less, depending on the flavor, and it's whole food-based. Now, this bar is from Paleo Valley. They call it the superfood bar, and I'm happy to report I eat one, and I'm satiated, and I move on. No more bar binges. Now, this is huge, 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 huge for me. Head on over to paleovalley.com, load up your cart with superfood bars and whatever else you find that tickles your fancy, enter the code KETO at checkout and receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com and use the code KETO for 15% off your first order. 
It's so sad. And I've been there too. I am one of the hands up. (laughs) We all have, we all have. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned a little bit about weight loss and just that scale going up and now it's going down and your own experience with the weight gain as your thyroid was imbalanced. If a woman is, let's say, because this is the keto diet podcast, eating a keto diet, they're doing everything right and not losing weight. Would your first thought be, Hmm, thyroid perhaps, or kind of where are you going? And do you feel like the keto diet is a good eating style for that kind of circumstance? I do. I love, love, love the keto diet. I speak out so often about naysayers of keto and hypohashi. I think it's absolutely the best because if you look at it, if you look at that triangle that we talked about and how insulin resistance plays a role, I mean, it's, it's 99% of the time it's there. If you have hypothyroidism, there's a 99% chance you have insulin resistance. So what do we do for insulin resistance? Lower carbohydrates. <laughs> it just makes sense. And then all the other benefits of keto, lowered inflammation. I mean, just on and on and on. So yes, to answer your question, if someone is doing a keto diet the right way and not dirty keto, then if they're not losing and their body's not responding, we have to look at thyroid. We have to look at hormones, especially if insulin's coming in. I like insulin below a six. If your insulin's below a six, your A1C is five, 5.1, maybe even 5.2, then yeah, we have to look at thyroid and hormones. And where does medication fall in line with all of this? You mentioned going on one. A lot of people have tried. I just actually interviewed a lady right before our interview. And she said that she had tried every single thyroid medication, like every single one she'd tried. It didn't work. Where does medication fall in line with this? Does it? Any words of advice? Very personalized, very individualized. So if someone is, let's say, in the latter stages of Hashimoto's, where the thyroid gland has literally been destroyed down to almost nothing, or someone had a total thyroidectomy, partial thyroidectomy, we have to replace the hormones that are no longer being made. That requires medication. And then we have to find the right one for you. And we have to make sure that you're converting T4 to T3. T4 is inactive. T3 is active. T4 has to convert to T3. So we have to do all this testing and finagling and looking to make sure that we have that right medication and the right dose for you. Now, if we catch it early, or if you, let's say, have hypothyroidism because of extreme dieting in the past, yeah, then we can do things. We can look for that underlying cause. So we can do what functional medicine is here to do, find the root cause. Do you have Epstein-Barr virus? And that's driving antibodies to go up and driving the destruction of your thyroid. Well, then we can treat the underlying infection. We can treat that co-infection. Do you have something like Lyme, mycotoxin exposure, mold? Do you have high insulin? Are you walking around with an insulin level of a 24? And that's driving up the reverse T3, basically putting your body in a self-protective mode and shutting down your thyroid. Because when reverse T3 is high, your body's saying, we need you to survive. We don't need you to grow your hair. We certainly don't need you to lose weight. We don't need you to even feel good. You just have to live. So what is driving that high reverse T3? Are you estrogen dominant? High estrogen will drive up reverse T3 as well. And will low testosterone in women. Ladies, you need testosterone. So that will also drive Hashimoto's and reduce thyroid function. We have to look for the root cause and treat that. Then if medication is needed, then we use it. 
We use it. If it's needed for you, we use it. My goal is to get you feeling like yourself again, whichever path that has to go. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like that should be on a t-shirt um, <laughs> because it is so incredibly unique. And I think really the goal of a good practitioner is really getting to that level with their clients and understanding what they need and understanding that no body is the same and kind of getting giddy over like, what's your body going to show us and how are we going to adjust for this? And it's going to be completely different than any other client that I've ever seen. I think too often we hear podcasts like this and somebody will say, I went on NP thyroid and it changed my life. And they're like, I need this. I need the NP thyroid. And it's just... It's not how it works is what I'm hearing you say. It's not. I mean, I'll have patients that I'll have one that does great on NP, but not on armor. I'll have another one that does horrible on armor and NP, but they do great on the synthetics like Synthroid and Cytomel. I mean, everyone is so unique and so individualized. And for the woman that you just spoke about that has tried every thyroid it didn't work. I have patients like that. Then we go to the gut. Then we go, what the hell's going on in your gut that is not allowing you to process this medication because it shouldn't be. Then it kind of becomes like, okay, gut health, like you said, liver health. Are you estrogen dominant? What is something, you know, where's your reverse T3 level when you're taking XYZ? And there's so many things that we can do with thyroid medication. So if she is truly low in thyroid hormone, then we can adjust that. Like we can even use a combination of NDT and the synthetics. So we can change ratios. I mean, there's so much we can do. So fun. I just love that. And I love watching you talk about it. You really light up about it. And I think (laughs) that's really great. And that's a sign of somebody who's truly passionate and wanting to help others. And for people that are so discouraged, like we were talking about earlier, to be able to work with somebody and have a team of people or one person that wants to be there and is listening to them and encouraging them to come to them with issues and symptoms and talk through these things is just... So comforting for those that have an experience like you had getting to your diagnosis and really understanding what was going on with your body. Thank you. No, I do. I love it. I love doing what I do. And I hate seeing people accept the struggle. You know, I try to give my message and in any time I talk, I give the message that your body was not created to feel like garbage. So nowhere in human creation is there a point that says, well, you're 40. So you got to throw in the towel and just accept feeling like poo for the rest of your life. We're sorry. I don't see that anywhere in the medical textbooks. I've never come across that. So if you do feel like that, if you're gaining weight, if you fit, you know, your body, I mean, we're women, we know our bodies inside and out. We know if we put on five pounds, two pounds. So you know your body, you know when you're feeling off, you know when your energy's not right, you know when you're more moody, you know when just things just, mm, they're just off. And you have to listen to that and not accept it, not let anyone tell you that that's normal because that is not how the beautiful human body was created. So true. Amen. Just mic drop. Yep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How else can we optimize our thyroid? And just for those listening who are interested in overall thyroid health, you know, the women that listen to this podcast, they're already eating a low carb diet, if not fully keto, intermittent fasting and doing all those things. I would hope that they're not doing a dirty keto because I've talked about that so many times and how important vegetables are and carb timing and all of those 
those things, what are the things that you look for in a good eating style, lifestyle, stress management protocol um, to just support the thyroid overall? Yeah. So everything that you said with diet, everything that you teach with diet, 100%, 1 million percent. And then beyond that, and I think you talk about this too, I hate cardio. I mean, just let's not be cardio queens. Go lift some weights, do some yoga, do some you know, stress relief. You would be amazed at how nurturing that is for your body. And then we can bring in the adrenals here when we're talking about the thyroid. If you're stressing yourself out, if you are not taking time to deep breathe, sounds so simple, right? Take a couple deep breaths a day. Put a sticky note in your car. Every time you get in your car, take two deep belly breaths. And doing those little things and not stressing yourself out, killing yourself at the gym, doing CrossFit seven days a week, doing cardio at all. Actually, I don't like it at all. But lowering that stress response and nurturing your adrenals will do amazing things for your thyroid function. Because if you're pumping out cortisol, cortisol needs T3, T3 needs cortisol. So if you're pumping out too much cortisol, guess what? T3 is going down. If your adrenals actually just crap the bed and say, no, I'm not going to work anymore. And you're low cortisol. Well, now you're in trouble. Now you have no adrenal function and you have no T3 production. So now that's kind of a double whammy. So doing things to de-stress, to not crush yourself. No, doing two times at a gym is stupid. That was a bad idea on my part 25 years ago, but that's what I was taught in terms of competing. Don't do that. There's no need for you to go to the gym twice a day. There's no need for you to be on a treadmill for 45 minutes, much less 20. Go do some yoga, do some breathing, stretch, weight train, ladies, build that lean muscle mass, that lean, sexy, beautiful, metabolically active muscle mass. Do that. And that will take you very, very far. You do that with a keto diet and you're getting adequate protein. Oh my goodness. Your body will love you. Your thyroid will love you. So all of that is reducing inflammation. And that's what it's about. Inflammation is the driver of all disease. And then we can tie inflammation back to high insulin because high insulin will age you faster than anything. But yeah, just keep the insulin low, keep your inflammation low and you're golden. It sounds so simple, but it's true. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. It does sound so simple. I think, you know, you listen to all these lists and tasks and things that you have to adjust. And I think a lot of people, I know for myself, before I got started in this work, I would listen to a bunch of different podcasts and listen to a bunch of different YouTube videos and get so many resources that there's actually too much information at this point that I think people just get bogged down by the wrong things that they need. And it's really quite simple. And so I really liked how you simplified it right there and lifting heavy things does not need to be complicated. I look around my house for random things. I'm like, I'm going to move that couch and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to carry all like just on a daily basis, where can you lift heavy things? And even just starting there, I know has been really helpful for me in the past. 
Yeah, exactly. Go for a walk without your phone. Actually look at what's around you. Take a couple deep breaths. Enjoy the dog that you're walking, whatever it is. But disconnect and de-stress a little bit. That's it's so hard to do. I get it. And then there's sleep. You know, there's the whole like get the blue light blocking glasses, turn your phone off, turn your Wi-Fi off at night, cold, dark room. All of those, again, they're so simple, but they're so hard for us to do as human beings who overwork ourselves and feel like we have to be answering text messages and looking at Facebook at 10 p.m. So, yeah, those little behavioral changes, mm, they can make such a big impact, such a big impact. So true. Dr. Amy, where can people find more information from you, your Instagram, where they can connect with you? Tell us all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So on my website, dramyhorneman.com, if you are interested in finding out more about my services, you can click on book a call on there. Instagram, I'm Dr. Amy Horneman, and you can find me on all podcast platforms as the Thyroid Fixer, Thyroid Fixer podcast. So which we're going to have you on very soon. I cannot wait for that. And I will include all the links that you just shared and resources in today's show notes. So if people were like, whoa, I don't even know where to go. Don't worry, I got you covered. So just look down below if you're watching this on YouTube or look for the show notes. You can either get them on the app or go to ketodietpodcast.com. Look for episode 340 and it will be there. Dr. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This is wonderful. Thank you. Isn't Dr. Amy just so great? You can find her on Instagram at Dr. Amy, that's with an I-E, Horniman, and check her out. She also has a website, thethyroidfix.buzzsprout.com. I will include all these links in the show notes today. And just as a quick reminder, starting in 2022, all of these episodes, all of our future episodes are going to be coming out on Tuesday. So I've just been sharing this every bit in a while here just to prepare you so you're not waiting on Sunday and then not finding an episode. So episodes in 2022 will be coming out on Tuesdays. I'll remind you, a bunch of times more so you're not freaking out come the new year like where did leon go i'm here i'm here i just switched it to another day so i hope you enjoyed today's episode i will see you back here for another episode of the keto diet podcast next week have a great week bye Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.